Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, April 8, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, they're doing pretty much the thing we discussed that they would do yesterday, which was the thieves in the night would send the futures prices up first which would create a gap higher during the regular session starting at 9.30. So the SPY gapped up today, and you see this on the daily chart. You can see this is yesterday's close. It's very small in the right-hand upper corner of the screen. Today we had a gap higher, and again the market traded in a very narrow range, pushing higher into the end of the day, but they were really up in this range all day long. We discussed the fact that the objective in terms of where price is being drawn to was in the neighborhood of 4100 Can they spike it through? Yes. Can they come up short? Yes. So for example, on close, on the 415 close today on Thursday, the closing price is 4094 Here's a picture of the futures chart. Can they gap them up? Can they send them higher overnight? Can they get into the 4100s? Yes. Will they? Should they? Most likely. Can they come up short? Yeah, they can. It really doesn't matter from this point. Let's think about the bigger picture. The market is headed to a destination. The destination comes in two flavors. It comes in price and it comes in time. A square of price and time is really the best possible scenario that a trader slash investor can get. Sometimes we're looking only for a price, other times we're looking only for a time. At present, we're in no man's land, so we don't really know the price in terms of a destination for the market, and in terms of time, we really don't have anything coming up that was similar to what we had in the past that could have caused a longer-term turn. Both the dates that we identified before in February and March created short-term turns rather than longer-term turns. So now we're back to looking for a sign and or signal of a trend change. These are found in the course Lazy E-Mini Trader. There's a variety of them. A lot of times and the best scenario is when several of them, and we call this a full stack, when you get several of these type of things stacked on top of each other, all happening at the same time, that's the best possible scenario that you can have. So we're in waiting mode, we're on the lookout for signs and signal of a trend change. Can the market keep going up indefinitely? The answer is no. Can it keep going up some more? And the answer is, of course it can. Will the market turn? Yes, it will. The market does everything on her time frame when she wants to how she wants to. Not our time frame, not yours, not mine, not Ronald McDonald's time frame. Let's take a peek at the hourly chart. So yesterday we talked about the fact that we had one of these bull flag deals going on. We looked at the 240 chart. We looked at the 120 minute chart. This is the same chart just stretched out a little bit from an hourly perspective. Well, guess what? What happens out of these bullish flaggish kind of things the market generally will break to the upside. What did it do today? It broke to the upside and it went sideways again in another compressed bullish flaggish type of thing. We're very close to the 410, which is similar to just a few cents off of the ES4100 
SPX 4100. These are big fat round numbers. These are numbers that markets get drawn to. Whether they're above them, they get drawn down to them. If they're below them, they get drawn up to them. We've discussed this each and every night. It's happening right before our eyes. And by the way, just to have a fair comparison, since we did look at the 240 chart last couple of days, let's look at it again. Here it is. We're talking about making a bullish flaggish thing that breaks to the upside. So today they broke to the upside and now they're doing the thing again. Again, where are they going? They're going to 410, give or take. Maybe it's 411, 41050, 412, 40962. They're going somewhere like that. What do we expect when they get there? Well, we don't have to expect anything. We just have to wait and see what happens when they get there. If they keep going, they keep going, and then we find another logical destination to watch out for, or they put in some kind of signal of a trend change, and we'll watch out for that. Other than that, it's just a spectator sport unless you're going for the ride. All the other stuff applies, same rules apply, they're getting extended too far from home base. What does that mean? That means at some point soon, sooner than later, price will stop going away in the northern direction from home base, and it will need to come back toward home base, or at bare minimum, go sideways for a while, allowing home base, which is sloping upward, a chance to catch up or at least get somewhat closer to price. The trend is your friend until she dumps you. What do we have inside the numbers? We're going to take a look at the commentary. We'll circle back to Stocks on the Move. There was some action in Stocks on the Move again today. Happy Thursday. Again, this is the pre-market. This is the zero dark 30. This is setting the table, setting the stage for the day between the early thoughts and the pre-market commentary. The thieves in the night did the thing where they issue a sneak attack on higher prices while nobody's looking and most are sleeping. No surprise, we talked about it in advance. They do that, which is why we discussed it yesterday. And we're moving along. Early thoughts. We're talking about the 240 chart showed it the last couple of days. It was a bullish flaggish pattern. We called it the duck. Overnight, they began the journey up north to run a test of around 4,100. So they didn't get there, but this is what our early thoughts were. This is what the target was. This is what the layout was in the beginning of the day at zero dark 30, and it worked out. That's what they were doing all day long. They just never really got there. Maybe they're saving it for overnight. They're saving it for Friday. They're saving it to go out positive over 4,100 into the weekend. All those things are possible. Let's move along, see what else we've got. 934, we're talking about a drop and pop for STZ. We'll circle back to stocks on the move later. That's just a little bit of a taste test. SPY was in float mode. There goes box, another little taste test from stocks on the move. Just before 10 o'clock, the SPY was in float mode. First support below current price is around 406.60. At present, they're just eating time off the clock. Just to put in perspective what went on today, 406.60, give or take, depending on exactly what time frame chart you're looking at, was basically the gap left open from yesterday's close. Okay, fair enough. Under normal garden variety conditions, it would have been easy for them to run down, fill the gap, run a test, and then bounce off of it right back up. They couldn't even get there. That's bullish behavior. They couldn't push the market down a few more cents to fill the gap. It's bullish behavior. 
write that on a sticky note, file it away. That's the way it works. Now, if they were to come back down after doing that, then we would say we may not necessarily expect them to stop at the gap since they made somewhat of an attempt earlier. It's kind of a fake out situation. It's not the same type of trade. You see how we have to look at the market. We have to read the tape. That was just a little side lesson. As you can see, the market was floating all day long. There really wasn't a lot going on with the SPY. Early on, the transports were getting hit, as well as the IWM, but they turned around. So there really was just a buoyancy to the market. Where does that come from? It comes from a rising tide lifts all boats. And we're moving along. The day was shaping up just like it did Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. It was kind of a go sideways most of the day kind of day. A little bit of a picture, just wanted to give a perspective of what's going on. The market goes back and forth. When you look at a short-term chart, sometimes we get a false sense of what we think is happening. And when we pull back the tape a little bit and we compress the chart and we look at a larger time frame, we see that not a lot is going on. They're just doing the thing over a longer period of time, going back and forth in a chop shop formation. So that's really the point that I was trying to get across here. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, and that's it. So we gapped up this morning and we went down a little bit and back up. And the point was that we're not really going anywhere. Sometimes, and the underlying theme there is, sometimes what we need to do is nothing. Sometimes we need to keep our hands in our pocket. That has nothing to do with stocks on the move, just as it relates to the SPY on a day like today where it really wasn't doing anything. You don't want to force a trade, as we say in the business. Moving along. 10.57, nothing's going to happen over lunch. We're breaking for lunch. And again, nothing's happening. So you see what was going on here, and you can obviously read the notes and double-check the work back on the charts at your leisure, but nothing happened. The market was a floater tape all day long. So now let's check out stocks on the move. We had six on the board today and four hit their price objectives or entry targets, two did not. We won't take a look at the two that did not, so we will take a look at the four that did. The first one you saw was AT&T and you can see here that it missed the number early in the day, had a nice bounce away from it and then came back into it. That doesn't count. That's not the type of trade we're looking for. We want this one early in the morning that comes into it in a hurry. What was the closing price today? It's right here on the right-hand side, 3101. What was the number today? 3101. Does it look important? Yeah, I would say so. The takeaway is the numbers work. Simon Property Group, SPG, you can see what happened here. They had to banter back and forth around the number for a while, but then finally took off back to the upside. They did the deal again. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. How about Constellation Brands, STZ? Not to be confused with STD. I had to take this one down to a one-minute chart. Why not? Look at this deal. The low in the first minute of the day, right out of the chute, was 220.98. Against what number was on the board bright and early? 220.98. By 9.34, the high was 225.75. Do we think that area around 220.98 was important? They came back to run another test later on. Below here, 221.01 took off again back to the upside. The numbers work. How about Box, B-O-X? 
Now this one pissed me off a little bit because it came up short of the second number and then did the thing where it takes a rocket ride back up in the northern direction. So the second number was 2112. And you can see here the low in this candle was 2116 and immediately took a rocket ride back up in the other direction. So they did the deal regardless from the first or second number, but think about the type of trade that it would have become had the average been down here around 2142.43. Life of a trader, the most important thing is we don't look at what we didn't get or what we could have had. We look at what we did get, and what we did get was another trade where the numbers work. By the way, what was the low in this candle? 2168. Do you think that number was important? Yeah, I'll bet it was. What do we have over in Camp IWM? Well, we have a similar situation that we talked about yesterday and further development. So yesterday, we drew one of these out. And we drew another one, but we drew one of these and we said, this could be the makings of an ABC type of pattern. And the C leg would complete getting above the high of the A leg. That's it, just above that high. Now, we don't know yet that this is what's developing but this is in development. Tomorrow, we're watching 224.37. What's 224.37 represent? It represents the top of the last breakdown candle. Where is that? Right here, from the previous day. So the high is 224.37. Getting above that high, closing hourly above, and then daily above puts them not only above the high of the breakdown candle, but it also puts them back above all the moving averages. So that would be the recipe for completing at a minimum of the C leg of the ABC pattern. So we wanna watch out for that. On the flip side, we know that breaking this low down here, and it's far away from current price, but the low is 208, breaking that low is a good night Irene scenario, but is there another number on the board that would put us in the scenario where we would be expecting that low to be broken. Another number higher where we could say, uh-oh, there's trouble ahead. And I believe I found another number. It's not that much higher than that low, but it's slightly higher, and I believe 213. A daily close below 213 would do the trick. So there's both sides of the tape. So if they drop them, 213 is probably a good line in the sand. And if they pop them, they're in the midst of an ABC corrective pattern, and we're watching for 224.37. Now, if you find them gapping above on Friday, 224.37, that's a pretty good hint that they're gonna run them a little bit. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Anything going on here? So they were hitting them a little bit earlier in the day. They recovered, finished near the highs, put in a tail candle, but it's in the middle of nowhere, so we're not gonna pay too much attention to that. There was no volume or excessive volume associated with that tail candle, so we're going to ignore that, and what we're gonna say is, they're above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until she throws you out, and we'll leave it at that. There's really no new information on the transports. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley in the queues? Remember yesterday, we talked about the fact that they were hanging around the gap, 331.02, no rejection, so what's that telling us? Well, if it's not one, it's likely the other. So if they're not gonna be rejected and they're hanging around the gap, what were they likely doing? Again, this is just how I look at the market. 
There's nothing like this in a textbook. You're not gonna find this in most other places. This is just right out of my head, my thought process and how I look at the tape. If they're hanging around the gap, eating time off the clock, they're building energy for another push higher, period. That's just the way I look at it, hashtag reading the tape my way. And it's not just that scenario, it's all this stuff. This is just the way I look at the tape. Did we put out a number yesterday or even the day before of 335.50? If we did, they didn't get there, they're close, they should get there, it's a target, and at this point, it's a chip shot away. Watch this. I'm gonna go through what I see on this chart, this daily chart of the Qs. This goes right to what jumps off the page when you populate the chart. Let me explain what populates my mind when this chart comes on the page. So we have a high. So the first thing I wanna look at is the high to low. So I start looking at how much time that took. Time is more important than price. Right out of the course, they turned on time. How did they do it? They put in a sign and or signal of a trend change. How did they do that? It's right out of the course also. What did they do following that? They did a garden variety retracement. Again, right out of the course. What did they do after that? They rallied up to the most former or recent area that they broke down from. That's right up here, this breakdown candle high. Guess what? They ran a test of that breakdown candle high, right out of the course. Then what did they do? They started running time off the clock and it looked like they were gonna fail. They got back below the moving averages, but what did they do also? Guess what? They ran a test of this breakup candle low and it held and guess what? They took off to the upside. Now I'm not saying that you could have or we should have seen all that in real time, but this is how we learn. We learn by studying the charts, looking at what happened in the past. This way when we see certain things developing in the future, we know that the same stuff happens over and over and over again looks slightly different, it's not exactly the same, but it's pretty darn close. And you think about it for a second. You see this, this happens on time, so you're looking for a bounce in the market. The next day, they fake you out. Looks like they're gonna fail. It's just a garden variety retracement, only they finish on the low that day. That's a little bit odd, you don't see a ton of that, but then they rip the market up. And then we talked about this as it's developing. They started consolidating, they started building a pattern that would release its energy to the upside. And guess what? If you go back several days, if you go back to last week, this is exactly what we were talking about in these videos here. And now you look at the weekly chart and you say, all right, they rode the 20 week moving average, it held, now they're back up testing or at least about to test the old or former highs. Is there anything wrong with this chart? And the answer is absolutely not. From a weekly chart perspective, all they did here was recock the gun. Now, can they fail? What if they have a false breakout? All that stuff is possible. We don't know any of that stuff yet. We're just talking about what happened up till now. What about the financials, the XLF? What's going on here? Well, what we see here is, again, eating time off the clock. We just saw this in other markets. What generally happens? Another move higher. What do we have over here? A former high. Oh, are they gonna break out to new highs and keep going? Are they gonna test the old high? Are they gonna spike it and fail? We don't know the answer to any of those questions. What we do know is, at present, they're eating time off the clock, which is generally speaking, building energy for another move higher. 
period. That's what we see on the chart. We take each chart that populates the screen at face value. We assume that what the chart is showing us is going to happen the majority of the time. Using the 80-20 rule, whatever the chart says is gonna happen is generally the duck around eight out of 10 times or more. That's what's gonna happen. The other thing that happens is the ugly duck, but we don't count on the ugly duck. We just have to recognize when the normal thing isn't happening, it's the ugly duck. We make the adjustments. That's why we have to read the tape, read the charts in real time. How you doing? What about Smash Mouth? Pushing on the highs. Anything material to discuss here? Not really. You know what this one is? They're either going to do it or they're not. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is all true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost. My strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.